Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So let's let's try and cruise through these last four matchups. I think some of these will be a little bit easier than the ones we just did. Um, let's do the one eight matchup in the speaker box love below division. We got Care for Me by Saba versus KOD by J Cole. Um, That's the true eight one match. <laughs> uh. Success easily, KOD takes that. I, I couldn't find a single sale for Care For Me. Like, I think they just didn't report them. So it's easily less than 500K. KOD had over 1 million, so it takes a 1-0 lead. Boom, done. Um, achievements, KOD blew them out 2-0. Uh, <laughs> Grammys by 40. It was crazy. Like, Grammys, neither project had any nominations or wins, but... Care For Me didn't chart on the Billboard 200. KOD debuted at number one, spent 72 weeks. Also, KOD broke yeah, Apple Music and Spotify's 24-hour streaming record, tied the Beatles with six songs in the top 20 of the Hot 100, and became the first artist to debut three songs in the top 10 of the Hot 100. So, 2-0 KOD. Yeah, and I listened to a lot of them songs like on repeat for the days after that so yeah yes yeah, yeah. Uh, um cohesion which album do you think is more cohesive i mean it's gotta be kod like i agree that's one of those albums where people be on the internet like yo listen to a backwards it's even crazier like it's it's another movie yeah and like care for me was cohesive um, it features some of the best storytelling I think we've heard in rap uh, this decade, and it keeps you engaged and locked in. But 
you know, it's going up against like one of the the more storytelling albums by J. Cole and he he gave us some gems. Um and that concept, the KOD concept that he carried through the entire album and how yeah. he had dope tracks throughout all of them. I think that's three oh for KOD. It wins cohesion and the first two. He shit on every rapper in the game now with style. And then he was like, let me show you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, show you how to do this, son. <laughs> so, all right. So we don't need to, we don't need to make the, the tracks go against each other, but we can just list some of our favorite songs from each album. KOD. I'm down. I had ATM, Kevin's Heart, Brackets, 1985, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I also liked Once in Attic and Window Pane, which I think are some underrated songs off that album. Hello? There we go. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Window Pane, I feel you, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was that a really good That was my standout. Okay. Okay. Um, I will throw ATM and the cutoff in there. Oh, okay. Um, and also motivate just because the NBA picked that one up. Uh, and they did. Game, so they did. You can't can't turn. You can't neglect big checks. Facts. Um, for care for me, I I think that I think it's a great album. Even though it's getting it got beat three zero here, I can't speak enough about. Um, how great Care For Me is and the fact that it made Mm -hmm. the one seed here is because like fans like it had like such a high fan score uh, on Metacritic like I think it had like a 93 which is very high um, for Metacritic what yo it did yeah it had a 93 and KOD was in the 70s like fans didn't like KOD as much as they liked this album but um but you know that's why because niggas just hate on J. Cole. Like everyone loves is, I don't know why. That is very young, true. young dudes love shitting on J. Cole. That I don't true. understand it. I don't I don't get it either. Um but yeah, I think Busy, Sirens, Prom King, definitely, Calligraphy, Heaven All Around Me. I think those are some standouts for care for me. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I think for me, I looked at this because like Saba gonna be Saba, like all doing it like that but I think for the album itself it was girls fighter Mm. and those two just because it went with the concept like I feel like this was really raw it was a hard hitting cut because just a cut a cut is in the whole album because you felt the pain and it felt like the album cover in the room you were there and for those two specifically I was like yes this is what you brought me here for and then I got a thir- third smile because that's classic soft. Yep, yep. He just does his thing. I'm with you. Okay. So, you know, much love to Saba, but uh, yeah, the KO, KOD moves on. The the AC moves on. Um, all right, let's jump to the 4-5. Tetsuo and Youth by Lupe Fiasco, his fifth studio album versus Room 25, No Name's debut studio album, September 2018. Um, let's see. Tetsuo and Youth win success and achievements easily. Yeah. Once again, Room Twenty Five. Uh, 
I have no idea how many it sold, but I know it was less than 500k. Um, Tesla on actually, actually, Metacritic though? we yes, and we'll get to that. So actually, we might be able to. I'll leave this up to you. So we have no idea how many units Room Twenty Five has sold. Tesla on you Max. sold fifty six thousand. Um, yeah, we can consider this a tie because we don't know. Uh, and, but I, I assume, and also, Brad. Uh-huh. Well, I'm here with you on that one. One, because they're good for different reasons. Mm-hmm. This was like Lupe's last hope. And this was no names like coming out party in a way. Absolutely, yeah. But Tesso is so fucking... It's so God what? damn, like, it's so long. Oh, it is, it is. Like... And I guess for what they both did for those reasons, I know. Like I bet, she, I bet like it's a good story, but for like Room Twenty Five, like she does a lot too. So I, I'm down. I'm down to call the tie. So a tie for success. Yeah. Okay, I'm with that, and and it's different because like I know some people might say, well, we didn't know how many sales Care for Me had, but. It was going up against KOD, which had 1.131 million. I know Care For Me didn't have that. So that's why it was easy to give KOD that lead. Whereas here, I mean, she could have got to 56K. We just don't know. So I'm, I'm down with this being a tie. She even could have got to more. Like, we don't know what her ticket sales and tours were like after that. True, true. Um. All right. So it's tied at success. Achievements. Tetsuo on Youth wins because they were, neither of them had records or nominations, but Room 25 didn't debut on the Billboard. Tetsuo on Youth debuted at 14 and spent four weeks. So it's 1-0-1 to oh to one in favor of Tetsuo on Youth. Mm, early tiebreakers. Yeah, I know. Uh, if we go to Cohesion, I think you, you said it already. No Name gave us so much in, in such a short listen. Um... I think her album was more of a concise effort and more cohesive. Tetsuo on Youth was consistent and it had a connected by a loose concept, but it was so long. And when you have an album that long and you're rapping as lyrically dense as Lupe, there are oh going to be some God, times dog. where the cohesion falls off. So I think No Name takes it easily here. Yeah, because even then too, he was putting like songs into songs, like part ones and twos and threes. I was like, dude. This album's like 45 minutes like off top minimum nah you're bound to lose it like you said true okay so we're at one to one to one uh one win each and a tie with two categories left if either of these albums take both of these categories they win if one of them takes one of the categories and the other one takes the other we're going to a tiebreaker so legacy um, I think this goes to Lupe, and you'll have to convince me otherwise. So, food and liquor and the cool, like, it's hard to deliver anything that fans and critics love more than those first two albums. But True. I would argue that Tetsuo and Youth is a top two Lupe album. I think Food and Liquor is like yes. the cream of the crop, but I think that Tetsuo and Youth is his next best album. Like it's the most conceptual of his discography. 
possibly his most lyrical because you know he was lyrical on his first few albums but like he he has had time at this point his fifth album to let all of that really like like marinate and he's got all of these like theories and stuff that he wants to get out on wax and like this album is the embodiment of that line you go to harvard to be a lupe stan like like he has some songs that i still don't understand and Um, and that was his last one on atlantic and it was the best selling and he kind of just said fuck yep yep um yeah lasers uh lasers this <laughs> is such a bad album. Yeah, I'll get at the Lupe because honestly, like, Droga's Light was good after that. Or maybe it was Droga's Wave. Yeah, was I can't album. remember which one was a good one, but yeah, I agree with you. One of those was. was oh, Dro- it was Droga's Light. It was Droga's Light. But still, Tesso was like the last good one. It's kind of like nothing was the same with Drake. Yes. Like, yes. That was the one where people are like holding on the most for probably different reasons or less than others, but it sticks. Yep. Um,. And like in Room Twenty Five, it's No Name's debut. Since she's dropped that, she's become so jaded with the game. She was talking about how after her next album, she she's calling it a quit. Like, all of it. I know. Um, this was one of the best albums of 2018. In such a short time, she delivered a magnificent coming of age story. She elevated her lyricism. She was more open with her topics. Um, it was impactful, as you can tell by that 93 critic score. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I think the legacy of how good Tetsuo and Youth was after the abomination of lasers and Lupe coming back to form, I think that legacy <laughs> is hard to beat. But I could be convinced. Nah, bro. Because even without the, like, I mean, nah, that's, that's facts. Because honestly, that's the thing. You love them for two different reasons. But one reason has a lot more stakes and that's definitely yeah he had a call to answer okay okay so it's two to one to one in favor of Tetsuo and Youth if it wins the tracks conversation it advances if no name wins that we go to the tiebreaker Uh, what were your standout tracks from Tetsuo and Youth See, that was an interesting one, just because, like, kind of back to our central point, it was so long, and you kind of had to, like, figure it out. Yes. It was like, for some of them, I was like, damn, I was like, that was a great, like, sequence. And I'm like, oh, that was a song that I'm not kind of rocking with all the way and didn't really stand out. I mean, I kind of just picked two, because, like, they were just the most to the point, mm-hmm. and that was Chopper and Mural. And Mural was, like, kind of that one where it's, like, the hard intro come with it and the sample they use whenever a song has that sample I don't know the name of it the song slaps and it did and then Crime Pays like I mean not Crime Pays um, Choppers he saved his best bars for last and let everyone else do their thing and came in hot I completely agree I have both of those on my list Um, let let me add three songs to that list and I'll tell you why they should be on there. Prisoner 1 and 2, the song that was like two songs in one where he he spoke yep. from two different perspectives, one from being a correctional officer 
and like how they're also a prisoner because they're in there with the prisoners and then from the other perspective of being a prisoner like in the in the justice system in the system uh incarcerated all of that the perspectives that he did and like the storytelling there was fantastic i think that's a standout um adoration of the magi was the one where the hook he took like all of the famous like uh albums that had babies on the cover and the hook was like a a a line for each of those albums like he said something like why you ready to die you just a baby because biggie had the baby on his cover he said something like why your head up in the clouds because drake had the baby on nothing was the same with the cloud background like if you go back and listen to that hook every line in the hook correlates to an album that had a baby on the cover and adoration of the magi in itself is the name of a painting of the three wise men coming in to visit jesus as a baby like it's so crazy how smart this dude is and that song is just like one of the examples so i think that's got to be a standout um and then madonna is just dope <laughs> like i ain't even i ain't even got no like smart yeah. answer for that i just like how madonna sounds and I ain't even I'm a I'm gonna take that to another level because I mean this is one of those things where like your album's so good it's like summertime but damning like this album was so short and like yeah she did a lot but no name like wasn't coming close to hitting as many different points as those songs there even though more because these songs are long these are not just songs these are like this is I mean this is true poetry I mean not to say that like this is like albums worth of songs and just a few you talking about who Tetso oh yes yes I agree um this is still tough for me though because like I was I was writing down like my standouts from room 25 and I got to seven and the album is only like 10, 11 songs long. And it's just because it it all plays like one like really amazing like song. Like the cohesion is so good. And just like almost every song, like she she brings it. Um the question is, is that alright, so what my standouts from Room 25 were self black exploitation don't forget about me ace with you no name what were your standouts yeah for me it was ace uh prayer song for sure and black exploitation okay and i did dig no name but okay i'll i'll give you that one because if we're talking a coming out party like she went out of the coming out party with a bang. She did. I agree. So is that enough? Are those songs enough to go up against Mural, Chopper, Prisoner 1 and 2, Adoration of the Magi, Madonna? I, I think No Name's album was fantastic. One of the best of 2018. But Lupe... Like I, I don't think what No Name gave us here was enough to outlast just the the dominance of Lupe's performance on this album. 
Oh, and that's the thing, man. Like, you got to think about what's, 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 what she is going against Pei, like, coming with this type of beast. Yep. In his bars. Yep. It's like, it's like, I'm trying to pick one of Kobe's best young years. So let's say Kobe from the 2000s to, or 2002. So in the midst of their Lakers dynasty going mm-hmm. up going up against LeBron 2012 on the heat like LeBron's been doing this for a long time and he brought his best performance that's Lupe no name you know she's just getting the swing of it and she's great herself she's amazing but it's just this performance isn't enough to like I think compete with what Lupe gave so that's why I think Lupe advances with the best batch of tracks same. I mean, and also it's like you think about the metaphors you just used. Now put it as like Kobe going up when he was like without Shaq, getting older, mm. balled out. You like, damn, like he still got it. Yep. Yep. Okay. I would okay. play for the win. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, how this would go because I thought Room Twenty Five definitely. Like, just looking at it, I was like, oh, Room 25 will take that. But then when I started, like, looking at it, I was like, oh, no, I think I think Tetsuo has a chance. All right. Uh, Run the Jewels 2 versus If You're Reading This Is Too Late. Um, Yo. This... This might be a straight wash. Look, let me tell you. I... <laughs> Bro, I thought it would be closer than it was, but just personally, when I did the, when I did the, uh, the research for myself, I run the jewels. It it didn't get many points. So let's just let's jump into it. Success, <laughs> success. If you're reading this, is too late. Takes, takes it. like run the jewels too. Sold twelve k in the first week, and that's all we got. If you're reading this, sold two million. So it takes a one zero lead. Um, achievements. Uh, no Grammy nominations for Run the Jewels two, but if you're reading this, has a Grammy album and a song nomination. No wins. It debuted at number one and spent 197 weeks on the chart. Run the Jewels two debuted at 50 and spent four weeks. Um, no records for Run the Jewels two, but if you're reading this, also set the record for most streams in a debut week on Spotify, breaking the record that nothing was the same set. And it also set the record for most streams in a single day for a U.S. Hello album. Records. And it caused Drake to be the first rapper to top the Billboard Artist 100. Easily, if you're reading this, takes a 2-0 lead. Um, let's go to cohesion. Cohesiveness, without a doubt. See, I actually think Run the Jewels takes this one. Really? Yeah, so I think... If you're reading this, is a great listen from front to back. But I think that Run the Jewels, it's a 12-track album, and it's only 40 minute, minutes long. And I think that the like the hard-hitting, brash production of LP and both of Killer Mike and LP rhyming out of their minds, like it's just it's so sharp and focused that I think it's it's just so much more cohesive than if you're reading this. One of the best hip-hop, hip-hop albums of 2014 and you know they just bring it track track by track um 
and they cram a lot into a short time. I think similar to Room 25, I think Run the Jewels was more cohesive. But you got it if you're reading and now this. Now that you kind of mentioned some of these things, uh-huh. I'm going through and just kind of looking at these track lists again because sometimes when you listen, you don't really get a sense. Yeah. If you're reading this, could have been curated better. I agree. And I think it's kind of a lesser of two evils in one weird way because Run the Jewels, I feel like, could have did more, but they could have done it, like, to a point where they didn't have, like, a kind of a patchwork of sounds, even though they were going with the same bars. Mm-hmm. But to that point, it's like, yeah, they came with the bars, and that was their common denominator. So, you know, shout out to Rake, but... <laughs> jumping around going on here I agree I agree okay so it's 2-1 with most standout tracks and legacy left uh legacy what which album do you think has the greatest legacy I mean it's definitely Drake like I think this one right here really showed that he could do other sounds like I think this is still kind of when people were saying, ah, oh, he's soft dude singing on track. He kind of did some of that, but back to the 305 to my city point, it's like he switched up a couple of different flows. And I think he kind of got also on his full chameleon status there, but hey, he did what he did. Like, definitely hasn't looked back after that because he dropped What a Time to Be Alive. Mm-hmm. And he kept going uh, and then he got on the playlist game with more life and and views from the six so I actually agree with you I agree with you I think I think if you're reading this is too late's legacy is more important than run the jewels 2 and that's that doesn't take anything away from what run the jewels 2 did I think killer Mike and LP have become very good at what they created with run the jewels three albums of consistency intensity really like damn good music and the a fourth one on the way but um if you're reading this is too late is a top three drake project it's drake rapping and like rapping more than he has really on any other project and that's what everyone wants him to do every time drake releases a project like scorpion or like views or more life people are like oh why can't drake just rap like he did on if you're reading this is too late like we want that drake like it's usually we want that drake with the the thought put into an album like take care like that's what people ask for and i think that this will forever be remembered in the rap canon as one of Drake's greatest projects. And I think a top three Drake project, no matter, you know, like how good Run the Jewels 2 is, I think the legacy of If You're Reading This Is Too Late is 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 much greater. Like 10 years from now, like this album is still going to be getting plays, whereas Run the Jewels 2, not so much, you know. Even though I still listen to that, it's just... I think it's different. I think I think the legacy of if you're reading this moves on. Yeah, I mean, and also like the legacy around the jewels. I think like oh wow, they're just, they're gonna keep doing it. Like let's go. Like this is gonna be great for the future. But Drake, this is like mid career. Yeah, and yeah, and I think I think Drake, given the people what they want, 
in the prime of his career, um, you know, where he's, you know, maybe not as focused as an album. And that's why I think it's more of a mixtape, not as focused and like cohesive as far as the concept, like an album like Take Care. But I think it's it's some of his greatest work and will be remembered greatly. So the chat is going crazy that Run the Jewels lost this. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, I yeah, I I thought Run the Jewels was gonna walk away with this, but when I when I sat down and really thought about the legacy of each against each other, like I, I just think the legacy gives if you're reading this that edge so and then you got numbers right, and then numbers the numbers didn't lie exactly um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna move on to the last matchup if you're reading this moves on uh is this the last matchup yes it is so we got the three six life is good by Nas versus oxymoron by schoolboy q um Nas's 11th studio album Schoolboy Q's third studio album because technically Setbacks and Habits and Contradictions was were both albums. So, ah. su- success, Life is Good uh, sold 354,000. Oxymoron sold a million. So Oxymoron takes a 1-0 lead. Bow, bow, bow. Right out the gate. Um, Achievements... Life is Good has one Grammy nom- album nomination, no win. Three Grammy song nominations, no wins. Uh, Oxymoron has one Grammy album nomination and one Grammy song nomination, but no wins. So Life is Good is leading slightly because it has more song nominations. Um, no records for either album. So Billboard, Life is Good debuted at one and it spent 15 weeks on the chart. Oxymoron debuted at one and spent 51 weeks on the chart. So Life is Good won the Grammys, but Oxymoron won Billboard, no records. So this ends in a tie. Hmm, but I don't know this one because what were the songs that got nominated for Grammys uh, at... I can pull that up for you, actually. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was so the Daughters. album got a Grammy nomination. Yeah, yeah. So the the both albums got Grammy nominations, um, but Life Is Good had three songs from the album that got Grammy nominations. Oxymoron just had one, so that's why Life Is Good got the Grammy one. Mm-hmm. True, true. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> I think overall, though. Like you, uh, fifty-one weeks. That's a lot. It is, and that's why it ties because life true, is good true, had the true. the lead after the Grammys, but oxymoron took it back and tied it with that Billboard success. So that's why it's just a watch for the category. All right, moving All right. on. So oxymoron is up one zero to one. Um, let's jump to cohesion. Uh. Life is good. I think the first half starts off very strong and it's focused. But similar to My Name is My Name, I Push a T, it kind of starts to falter a little in the back half of the album, especially in the mm-hmm. deluxe edition. There's just so many songs and Nas is just rapping at you that it's just not as cohesive. Whereas Schoolboy is dark 
It's cinematic. Another movie. Another movie, and it's strong throughout the entire and then album. He breaks out of it. Yep. Yep. I think it's more cohesive. I think Oxymoron wins cohesion. Oh, definitely. And like, pick, but like, The Don is one of my. Oh, was sorry. so you breaking up? What'd you say after the dawn? So and cherry wine was one, two, but it doesn't really make a whole lot of when you think about back to back that break cohesion right here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the the way the songs were kind of were, were laid out. On life is good, um, kind of took away from his cohesion. Like it, like the the style of songs he had back to back were a little weird, and it took us out of the kind of the theme and the 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 vibe that he wanted the album to have. Yeah, Oxy got got it. All right, so let's go to legacy. Um, life is good will always I think be the album um well into Nas's career that proved that he still had the juice and that he had a point of view that was worth listening to um but when it comes down to it and when I really think about like legacy and like which of these albums will people care more about and I think that similar to Vince we've been we've wanted Schoolboy yeah to to make an oxymoron since he's dropped it yeah. like blank face yeah. was cool crash talk was cool but we held each of those albums up next to oxymoron and was like and eh, but it's not as good as oxymoron and that's important because it's his most important work and i think it's way more important to hip-hop culture and it's going to be more positively remembered than Nas's album oh easily it was like it was the still had the juice like eleven. What'd you say? One, eleven one one studio albums. Eleven whole studio albums. Yes, that's a lot. That's a lot like, of albums. At that point, he tried to do I did, but like, like we weren't surprised. Mm-hmm. I, dog, that summer time there. I mean. I, and also, schoolboys cut it with that. Oh wait, re- repeat that. You you came in and out. Oh, I mean, not a knock on schoolboy, but cool ain't gonna cut it when. Like, I need that again and again. But that's. Oh, sorry. I think you. I think you're still breaking up. Are we back? Uh, I think that's better. Smooth. But um, yeah, um, um, Oxy for the, the win there. You you drop a dope album. People. Gonna... Yeah, that um, yeah, it's this was a tough album to come up against. I think. Oxymoron, like when I made this list, I started with 50 albums and then I like trimmed it down to the 36 that would be a part of the bracket. And there was never a question that Oxymoron was going to be a part of this this bracket. Like it's one of the best albums I've heard in the past decade. And I keep going back to it because I love Schoolboy Q. Mm-hmm. I love his energy. I love his his perspective. 
and it's it's not greater anywhere than it is on oxymoron and as good as nas is nas has always you know kind of been uh criticized for you know his production and the way that he you know chooses how his albums are lined up and life is good is good and it was nas returning to form but i think it it's not more important than oxymoron is so oxymoron moves on good for nas great for schoolboy absolutely so we did it we did it what we have for the next round is nothing was the same versus bandana we've got we got it from here thank you for your service by a tribe called quest versus summertime 06 we got kod versus tetsuo and youth we got if you're reading this it's too late versus oxymoron that's a that's, a that's some crazy solid matches. lineup to me yeah. yo oxy versus if you're reading this Ooh. that's scary hours it, it really is it really is um so yeah that is it for the podcast thank you gerald for for joining marathons us. not sprints absolutely absolutely thank you for for joining for lending your your expertise your critiques to this um there was definitely some of these matchups that i wouldn't have been able to do i'm glad you were here to to lend your lend your help anytime um all right so i'm gonna close out the podcast hot takes <laughs> only hot takes um is there any social media you want to you want to plug shout outs at mr lil porter on the ig okay, okay twitter gerald porter jr okay some hyphens in there but if you google it you get it yeah you got it they, they can put the work in you know <laughs> uh you already know where to find the podcast thinking outside the boombox.com on twitter and facebook t-o-t-b the podcast uh thank you all for listening thank everybody in the chat uh, for joining i'm sorry i know run the jewels i didn't think it would happen either but you know the drake effect what can i say the drake effect the rock a <laughs> uh this has been thinking outside the boombox your number one source for hip-hop and r&b news um hopefully i will be back this weekend with round two but if not this weekend uh next week we're gonna jump into round two and see what advances uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Peace. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.